Carl Simmons might know Brooklawn Park in New Bedford better than anyone else on Earth. There was obviously a path there, which we have old maps of, you know, like there's just the old footprint of the park. See how that... Over the last few years, his work has been focused on this park. His art here, though, has involved hardly any painting, drawing, or filming, the mediums he's studied most. It's been more digging and weeding. It was two years of digging and two years of getting permissions. This patch of land has become a kind of canvas for Carl. And in the process of making art here, he's helped New Bedford remember and take pride in some of its forgotten past. Usually it just makes people feel good to know that uh, this park has this history and they can be proud of it. Carl studied painting and filmmaking at MassArt. But he left the program before graduating, eager to start making work on his own. So he moved back to New Bedford, his hometown. It was here, while making music and trying to produce a film, that Carl first got introduced to Brooklawn Park and to its former owner. I read Walden, and I think I was just maybe doing some reading on Thoreau and found that this connection with Ricketson. And Ricketson is Daniel Ricketson, a 19th century lawyer and writer. And he was a... Uh, a poet and a abolitionist and a historian. He actually wrote the first published history of New Bedford. Ricketson shared correspondences with Thoreau, Emerson, and other famous writers of the time. He lived in what's now Brooklawn Park and would host his famous friends in a one-room shack on the property called The Shanty. The more Carl learned about Ricketson, the more fascinated he became. Pretty soon he started connecting with other... Uh, Ricketson nerds. And figured out exactly where Ricketson's shanty had been located. The building no longer existed, but its foundation did. It was buried right next to the soccer field. So he decided to dig it up. That required getting an archaeologist and getting a uh, permit. All of a sudden, Carl found himself spending his free time in City Hall, attending historical preservation meetings. I remember the first meetings I had to show on aerial map, like... Can you see that the grass is a different color here? You know, there are some stones that are protruding on the surface. There might be more under there. Just selling people on, you know, people really didn't know. The city eventually agreed to the project. They hired an archaeologist who began the excavation with Carl and a fellow Ricketson enthusiast. At first, Carl planned on making a documentary about the process. But something changed when he started digging. It just wasn't a film. It was putting a square peg through, you know, a round hole. And it was all these other kind of community-based projects. These projects took many forms. He and his partners presented some of their findings from the shanty at the New Bedford Public Library. Carl meticulously arranged the found artifacts, but he also displayed the tools and documents that had been used in the dig itself. These are the objects that the objects made. Just the language of archaeology becomes another a layer of this project, and that interested me. And with the foundation of the shanty now exposed back at Brooklawn, Carl used the site for another piece. Is the sky. We like to see the comets. With this I made a Ricketson mask and a Thoreau mask, and we sort of did these gestural uh, performance while reading uh, excerpts from his diaries and from his letters. Of the celestial circle. Carl's interest in the park started to extend beyond just its connection to Ricketson. One summer, Carl unearthed what he calls the Ledge Path, a stone path to nowhere that sat overgrown on the side of a hill for decades. It runs just a few feet from the asphalt road the park currently uses. 
I look at these things as found land art, and now it's a public sculpture. While Carl's happy that his work has helped New Bedford reconnect with the history of Daniel Ricketson, he's provided more than just a history lesson. Making art here and sharing his findings in unexpected forms, he's highlighted all the different ways the past can leave its mark on the present. Ricketson has been for me, and what the park has been for me, is just a focus of creative energy or research and a symbol to me of forgotten history that is just under the ground that no one knows is there until you pull back that layer and you remember it. For WCAI's Creative Life, I'm Dan Richards in New Bedford.